Welcome one and all to a Friday, St. Patrick's Day edition of the Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you on board today. And uh, Aaron Gobra, hopefully you're enjoying the festivities if you're out and about and listening to the program. Um, today, uh, boy, I tell you what. Yesterday, left uh, left right after the program, had an uh, appearance uh, downtown Milwaukee and uh, f- uh, a private appearance for a bank, and uh, which was really cool. I, CIBM Bank is uh, the bank Kristen works for, and they had brought me in to do kind of a you know behind the scenes kind of private Q and A, which I thought was really fun last night, kind of like our cigar dinners that we do. And uh, man, bankers can drink! Holy crap! Whew. So uh started out there and then uh, ended up down at uh, Gino's place, our guy uh, Gino and the gang down at uh, San Giorgio and Calderon Club. And we ended up at Calderon Club and then from there, which was fantastic. So you're already full. You've had a few beverages. And then we Ubered over to uh, Moe's, uh, Moe's Steakhouse where the evening continued. And then about 1230, 1 a.m. this morning is, uh, is, is the come home time. And, you know, you're kind of like, oh, well, I'm going to get off the air today and we're going to go celebrate uh, St. Patrick's Day and we're going to hit the pubs, and uh, which they're all pubs today. Everything's a pub. It's not a bar. Everything's a pub. So, you know, we're going to hit the pubs today. Oh, God, we're going to do this. And uh, I know that uh, down at the Harp in Trinity, we were supposed to go down there and do some corned beef and cabbage and try to stop by McBob's and maybe House of Guinness and and all I want to do is take my old-ass body to the couch, watch some college hoops, maybe get something to eat, and go to back to bed. It's just that kind of a day. Ben, how you doing today, man? Good. Somewhat sober. Yeah? Did you go out last night? No, not really. I mean... Or you just been drinking this morning already? Went out to... We watched some basketball. Games okay. were... I, games were interesting. Iowa lost, and it was so funny. Yeah. They lose in the tournament every season in the first round. But no, I'm I'm I was just actually board opping. Ebo and the guys are up in Appleton at a listener's oh, that's right, garage that's right. yeah. drinking profusely. So I kind how, of got uh, secondhand drunk listening to them. How did that come about, by the way? They just they just figured it out. Took a box up there, set it up. Listener is a sweet garage. No, I mean did the listener just call him and say, hey, Come and do your show in my garage? Well, he's come to all of our events, so we've met him. Okay, many okay, times. okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I, I just didn't know if this was just something that was randomly done, or what. So I, I kind of caught part of it yesterday, but I wasn't quite sure of the totality of it. Also, I'm glad I got at least a partial explanation. So, okay, that makes a little more sense then. Um, the uh, the brackets. If you want to start there for a moment, the uh, boy, I tell you what, uh, Tony Bennett owns the worst loss in tournament history as a number one seed getting beat by a 16 some years back. And then yesterday, Arizona, they got upset by Princeton. Virginia gets beat by Furman. And then you saw a decent uh, – I, I, I didn't think Penn State would get the win, uh, but I give credit to Penn State. They got a win yesterday over uh, Texas A&M. Other than that – my bracket uh, is damn near perfect. I don't care. Ben. Uh, you should care. I am. Uh, I am like uh, feeling like savant like right now. However, I will say this. Um, you know, there's always today. <laughs> today it can get really screwed up. Now, do you? Uh, are you in a t- in any of the bracket tournaments, Ben? Yes, I am. Okay. So how was your uh, how was your bracket after day one? Well, I don't think people care, but. 
It's sure okay. It's not does. great. It's not dead. Final fours right. intact. Elite eights intact. Took some losses with Illinois. Who just yeah. Oh, they're so good, but they stink. Illinois killed I me. F- Virginia killed me. Arizona, obviously. Princeton beating them. Yeah. And a couple other small ones, but we're still live. My my Duke right. Blue Devils post Coach K set to make a run. I think they get beat by Tennessee. Ah, I think no. It all, it, all comes crashing Rick down by Barnes Tennessee. Barnes is the anti-March. Okay. I, I think it's going to be uh, the, the end of it by Tennessee. Well, people are wondering if John Shire is a better coach than Coach K, and he set out to prove it this season. He's got a long way to go. <laughs> he's got a long way to go to uh, say he's got a better, uh, a better track record than Coach K or he's a better coach. Coach K, I mean, you got to give the guy credit for his longevity, and you got to give him credit for all of his wins. Tournament's so weird. Some of the wins. The tur- you do, but the tournament's so weird. It just is. It's uh, it's it's especially in recent history. It has just been, um, how do I put it? It's just been so unpredictable, for lack of a better term, just so unpredictable. And uh, as much as which makes it great when it comes time to try to make your picks, because it, there's there's really not a lot of sure things. Uh, but I, I did. Now, did you have Iowa beating Auburn? I did. Yep. Yeah. See, I that pick was, every I Big got, Ten team. Oh, okay. See, I, I did not. Uh, I had Auburn getting the win. I, I tell you what, Bruce Pearl's teams just play tenacious basketball. Just, I, he just, they just do. They just play tenacious basketball. And I'm really looking forward to the matchup between Auburn and Houston. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, I had Kansas winning, had Texas winning. Uh, I thought uh, I thought Texas A&M would get the win. I really did. Uh, but uh, kudos to Penn State for getting a win there. Um, and uh, I got the Duke-Tennessee matchup right. Uh, I got the Mizzou uh, advancing. Uh, did not see Arizona, Arizona getting beat by Princeton. I'll tell you that right now. I was like, wow. Just man, oh, man, oh, man. And then, obviously, for Furman upsetting Virginia. Does, does Tony Bennett lose his job in Virginia? Do you think he should? He's got some terrible losses in the tournament. I mean, terrible. Uh, Eric said he actually had uh, Furman beating Virginia. Kudos to you, man. Didn't see that coming. It was only a five-point spread. It actually wasn't a massive upset in the grand scheme of what the actual odds said. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, you're right. Uh, You're right about that. But I just, man, I just didn't see that coming. Um, so that was it. I mean, you had a couple of couple of good games. I saw UCLA getting a win, Northwestern getting a win. Uh, so uh, now you got the second half today, including Marquette coming up uh, just as the show's beginning to end. Uh, the Marquette Golden Eagles they take to the court today against the mighty Vermont. So there you go. Uh, so that's going to be taking place. So my Catamounts, the Catamounts. There you go. The Catamounts. I said my Catamounts. Um, Mike. Well. Yeah, that's you're a skier. You're a Vermont dude. You know, uh, the leading, well, I mean, the main player, uh, the leading scorer for Marquette, uh, went to the rival high school that Kristen went to. The rival high school, he's from Rhode Island. Did you know that? I did not. Didn't know if you did. There you go. I pulled that little, pulled that little nugget 
uh, doing uh, one of my um, do, doing the deal yesterday when I was talking to uh, you know a bunch of bankers and clients and all that kind of stuff. So that was kind of fun. So anyway, that's uh, that's the the tournament, uh, the breakdown, all that kind of good stuff. We'll start bringing you scores as the tournament gets underway a little bit later on today. Uh, a couple of things I think that are worth talking about. Uh, first of all, last night it was a Q and A, and all of the questions were about. The Aaron Rodgers saga. I mean, that's just what everybody's talking about. I mean, even people, there were people there from Indianapolis that didn't give two dams about what the Colts were doing. All they wanted to know was about Aaron Rodgers. And so I think there's a couple of things that uh, I want to take a look at. First of all, did you read the Ringer article? Did you read the Ringer article, Ben? Yes. Oh, it was terrific. It was a really well-written piece. Now, a really well-written piece regarding Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and that relationship. And I, I, it's what I've been thinking, and somebody put it into a very eloquent set of words that made me say, okay, now I can. It's kind of like Tetris in your mind where you've got all these thoughts and you're looking for a way to stack them. And all of what the what was written in the ringer, and I'll repost it for those that didn't get a chance to see it. All of that was written, and it it it, it all just kind of fell into place. And I went, "That's exactly what I was thinking." I didn't have a way of putting into a, a, a good, you know, wordsmith type of tapestry, but that that was a re- it's a really good article. And uh, so we'll uh, we'll give you some snippets of that, and then. The question is, as, oh, by the way, uh, I love it when Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter go at it because one says one thing, the other says the other thing. They're both rel- relatively, I think Adam Schefter is more smug, um, and Adam Schefter, uh, you know, claims to be right um, in a, in a just a, almost a backhanded, condescending way. But he says that the Packers are demanding two number ones, Ian Rappaport said that's not what they're demanding. They're not demanding two number ones. Um, but the argument then becomes who's in the driver's seat. And I, I, I last night I uh, I sat there at uh, a late dinner and I was kind of arguing with some people that they kept saying the Jets hold all the cards in this. And I, I would, uh, by the end of the night, we were buying beers for each other, but I would disagree. Uh, I think the Packers hold all the cards. I mean, every card in this uh, for the fact that they've got a quarterback. They're under the salary cap. They've made their room. Yeah, they'd like to get draft picks. But if Rodgers even walks away, it is what it is. But the Packers hold all the cards because everybody else is gone when it comes to the New York Jets. They don't have anybody. They got Zach Wilson and a fistful of air as their quarterback. They've done all of this shuffling, brought in all these different people. They're they're talking to different players to sign. You know, all these guys that Rodgers likes, they want to get into all of this mix. They're diving into the pool head first. And then it's like they get into the pool and they're like, oh, crap, we forgot how to swim. It's it's You don't do that unless you're ready to go. And it, for them to kind of get to the finish line, the goal line, if you will, and then all of a sudden – come up short on fourth and one uh, when basically all you got to do is run it in. It's, it's ridiculous. The Packers can just sit back and go, that's fine. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. 
We'll wait. We'll wait. We, you know, that's that, no big deal. Hey, by the way, it means even it's even financially if we hold on to Rodgers past June, it's even better for us. Yeah, we don't get a draft choice this year, but financially it's even better for us. So take your time, figure out what you want. You know, do because we're we're sitting here with everything in our hand, and you got nothing. Right now, you got nothing. You got a team that you feel can win a Super Bowl, and you have nobody to lead that team. None. And I, I completely believe that. So I feel that the Packers are in a much, much, much better position than what the Jets are, but that's that's just my opinion. So convince me otherwise if you feel differently. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. It's a Friday. It's a happy St. Patrick's Day Friday. Everybody is Irish on this day. doesn't matter what your nationality is. Everybody just loves to get out and enjoy a little green, enjoy a little fun, enjoy a little hoops, all that kind of good stuff. So that's going on. So enjoy your day today, everyone. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back. we got a lot more, a lot more stuff to, uh, to get to. The Bill Michael Show continues right up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yesterday, uh, sitting around the, the table down at Calderon Club, uh, I got some friends of mine, uh, Craig and Kelly Winger and uh, Kristen and I, and we're sitting there um, talking about some trips that are coming up. We're going to do some things uh, this summer as we're going to take a trip. We're at least planning a trip. We're heading over to the uh, East Coast. And um, we were talking about, you know, <laughs> grabbing things to put in the RV as we take this trip. And uh, one of the things that kept coming up was uh, over and over again was the spicy chicken sandwiches we got to load up on from Quick Trip, the cheeseburgers from Quick Trip, the chicken tenders from Quick Trip. You know, it was basically like, let's just take the RV to Quick Trip, load it up, and that'll be what our sustenance is all the way through uh, all the way through a week's worth of travel. And uh, it had dawned on me at that point in time, I'm like, this is a commercial uh, for Quick Trip. This is how great Quick Trip is. And I've been saying it for a long time. So if you're heading over to Quick Trip and you're going to, you know, stop in and do anything there, whether it's get gas or, uh, you know, look for some of the specials, always use your Quick Rewards card. And they also give you some, uh, you know, give you some benefits at the pump, as well as uh, every now and then, you know, some of those sandwiches come up free, which is not a bad way to go. It always, I've always said, man, if it's free, it's for me. And it tastes a lot better when you don't pay for it. But uh, stop in and see our friends at Quick Trip. 877 877- Sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven, sixteen seventy. If you want to give us uh, give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Um, I I know that there are some people that say, and this one is from Art Art, who says, uh, "Are you kidding me? The Jets hold all the cards in this. They don't have to make a deal. They've got a good football team. All they have to do is go find themselves an adequate backup quarterback, and then they can continue to develop Zach Wilson. Uh, remember, he was a first round draft choice. You just don't discard him." Meanwhile, the Packers are sitting with a $60 million paperweight that they don't want. Of course, the Packers have to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. No, they don't. No, they don't. Um, They don't have to do anything. If the Packers decide to deal him after June 1st, then he only counts $20 million against the cap because they can split that up over two years. If he decides to retire, they can make it after June 1st. 
And he only counts against the cap $20 million over two years. They actually get some cap relief. They have some money to spend. They still will be drafting 15th. Nothing really changes. They have compensatory picks along with that. And they could then get June 1st cutdown day, guys. They could get some fortification. You know? That's it. Nothing more than that. <laughs> it's that simple. Uh, when you, you know, again, when you talk about, excuse me, when you talk about uh, what the uh, what the Jets need to do, well, don't forget, they, they benched Zach Wilson. He wasn't a leader, wasn't much of a quarterback. Threw the ball away more often than not. It wasn't good. And if you feel, feel that you've got a team that's ready to go right now and you've got to hit your wagon to that guy or anybody else that's just kind of hanging around out there that has not been signed yet, chances are you're not going very far. And remember, you're in a very tough division to begin with. The top five quarterbacks in the AFC, none of them are named Aaron Rodgers. I, I watched that uh, this morning on Good Morning Football and on ESPN when they started talking about the level of quarterback playing the AFC. And when you start looking at quarterbacks that have won postseason games in recent history, Aaron Rodgers is not one of them. That's not the name. You look at guys like Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, though all those guys, Joe Burrow, all those guys, Justin Herbert, all those guys have won postseason games or have gotten their team to the postseason. Rodgers didn't. Now, we understand that there's more to all of that than strictly quarterback playing. I'm not going to lay all that at Aaron Rodgers' feet, but come on, man. Right? You're going over to the AFC. It's extremely tough. And if you're the Jets, you are banking on getting Aaron Rodgers in your stable sooner rather than later and making sure that he's all in and ready to go. So... I, I I don't see in any way, shape, or form how the Packers, the, the Packers, they're under the salary cap right now, and that's including Aaron Rodgers' salary. So I I don't think at all, by any stretch of the imagination, that the Packers uh, have their backs against the wall. Uh, Mike Tanier had a great tweet. He said, if you walk into a car dealership with no car and no way of getting to work, you have very little leverage. And if the car salesman knows it, you have even less leverage. Now, the car dealer also has, as he puts, potential issues, especially if you know that uh, they are the only buyer who's going to enter the showroom. They need sales to make money, but they don't need sales as badly as you need a car. And they know it. Packers are highly motivated sellers, but the Jets are much, 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 much more highly motivated buyers at this point. The Packers need to get a sale to get some free agents or, uh, you know, make the long-term plan, so to speak, and by that I mean the draft. Uh, the Jets, <laughs> they they need the sale to just operate, to wake up tomorrow and actually be able to participate and compete. So who has the leverage? The Packers do. Hands down, Packers do. Now, doesn't mean the Packers are so so much in the driver's seat they can dictate whatever because uh, certainly the Jets aren't going to give up their entire future. But the Jets have to be a little bit more motivated to go, hey, 
off the schneid a little bit. Come on. It's it's we're not talking about, you know, two twos and a three. We're talking about first round draft choice, conditional going into next season, you know, maybe, and go from there. But uh but but believe me, the uh the Jets are much, much more motivated to uh to be buyers right now than the Packers are to sell to be sellers. Much, much more. Uh, 877-867-1670. Matt says 100% agree the Green Bay Packers should just sit on him. Worst case scenario, they make Rodgers come back and be a backup. That's not going to happen. I, I I appreciate it. I get the sentimentality of it, you know, the angst over the drama and such, but that's not going to happen. Uh, there's th- th- this, and I said this yesterday, and I'm going to stick to it, there is is... 99% of me says Aaron Rodgers will be under center in New York come training camp. He's going to be the quarterback. I don't say OTAs or minicamp because I don't know if Rodgers is even going to show up. They're going to get the deal done before draft day. I don't discount that. It's just, it's going to take, you know, as all negotiating ploys go, it takes a deadline. And right now they don't have a deadline. And, the whole thing with Rodgers saying, well, you know, it's all in the Packers. I mean, the Packers are dragging their feet. They've dug their heels in. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Just because you wish it, want it, say it, doesn't mean it's going to happen. And doesn't mean you dictate it. I think the days of Aaron Rodgers dictating to anyone, short of maybe the uh, New York Jets in one season, are over. You know, they've done it your way. Didn't work. All you did was make excuses. So uh, I, I firmly believe that the Packers are in the driver's seat. Firmly believe. Um, the, the, did, the, the news did break overnight that uh, Robert Tanyan is now a Chicago Bear, which I, uh, you know, it's always, it's always within the division. Do you notice that? There's not many guys that leave the division. If you're a Packer, it's either the Vikings, the Bears, or the Lions. Most, there's a lot, a lot of guys that head off to, uh, to other pastures and other other divisions. Now, Lazard obviously being an outlier there. But man, yeah, Al, or uh, Robert Tanya heading down to Chicago. So the Packers, yes, they definitely need a uh, a tight end. But I'll say this, I am not in any way shape or form panicking over that. They saw something in Robert Tanya last year that um that led them to believe he was not a guy they needed to bring back. Because otherwise they would have. I mean, he was, Robert Tanyan was a, two years ago before the knee injury, was a a pretty solid tight end. He could get open down the middle. He ran pretty good routes. Um, They didn't utilize him enough, uh, at least in my opinion. They didn't utilize him enough when it came to um, the red zone. But I thought, he was pretty solid. He was a good starting point, but yeah, they saw something in him that maybe that knee injury. He just didn't heal. He didn't get the quickness. He didn't get the speed. They didn't. They, they just. They didn't like the way he looked, and therefore he really wasn't worth bringing back. So I, I just, um, I, um, it's a little. It, it takes away your depth. You would have loved to have just had him there. You know, so that way you didn't have to draft 
a uh, tight end early on, but you're probably going to be forced to now. Although, if you find yourself a good pass-catching tight end, that's as good as finding a, a wide receiver in the draft. By the way, congratulations to uh, Newman Catholic in the Division Five. Uh, Newman Catholic out at uh, the Kohl Center uh, over Royal, uh, just about ready to win this ball game. They're up 48-39 with about 30 seconds to go, and uh, Newman Catholic is going to get the win, and they're going to become the WIAA Division Five state champions in uh, in high school basketball. So congratulations to them. So March Madness continues here in our own backyard even. I like that. Good stuff. Uh, then there's the article from The Ringer. And if you uh, have not read it yet, w- we got to talk about this when we come back. Uh, it is it is pretty interesting. Uh, we'll also take your phone calls when we come back. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Lux Golf Base. A little cold over the weekend, a little breezy over the weekend. That's okay. You can go out and get your game on. Still swing the sticks. You're going to be good to go. Track it. You can even sit with you know with the bar service and food service and all that kind of good stuff. That's our friends at Lux, L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBays.com. That's LuxGolfBays.com. They are down in Franklin, Wisconsin, and it is a beautiful facility. Again, LuxGolfBays.com. Again, LuxGolfBays.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Uh, that is in the ringer. And if you haven't read it yet, uh, I want to uh, I want to kind of just talk a little bit about it. I highly recommend it, and I'll, I'll take it and post it and all that uh, kind of stuff. But it is a really good look and well-written look at um, kind of the relationship between Rogers, the organization, the media, and the two different narratives, um, and what all lies in between. I, I think it's a terrific look. It is very much a press forward of these. A lot of these things really happened, and Aaron Rodgers didn't get to express them first, or to mislead you with his own information first. So when facts were found out, things were found out, things were labeled as a certain term that he didn't like, he would come out and attack it, but never wanted to be attacked. It, it, it's, it's a really, really good look at kind of the, uh, the mentality of, of Rogers, of kind of what he said, the way he said it. Um, he's too peace, love, and happiness to ever come out and directly attack someone. Otherwise, it would infect the narrative that he's been trying to promote but uh make no mistake about it it's and it's what i said i i put it in very blank and in and emphatic terms i said he's a liar and he is a hypocrite it, that it's that simple now you, we can quibble over certain ways things were expressed but ultimately from point a to point b it's the exact same okay it's just a basic it's, it's a basic way of cutting through the crap is what I've been trying to say. And uh, Aaron was never that way. Uh, it was not, that was not Aaron Rodgers from years ago. It has been Aaron in recent history and trying to con- con- control the, uh, the, the thought about him. Because anything that he didn't like was a made-up story and it was garbage and it was misinformation. But then he would kind of confirm it in his own way, but it had to be put in the direction and in the verbiage that he would use. Well, then it was okay. But it was 
it was a really uh, a really good look. And uh, again, I highly, highly recommend that you take a read. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Dave, Dave, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, Bill. Happy uh, St. Patrick's Day to you, and uh, shout out to Ben there and Go Bucky. Absolutely. Hey, uh, get up to Marshfield area here. Uh, you'll have to hit nuts deep again. Oh yeah, I can't wait to get up in that. We're going to actually be up in that area. God, I'm coming up towards Stevens Point. I think in about a month or maybe June. Uh, we were just talking about that last night, so we'll definitely be up in that area. Nice. Okay. Hey, uh, uh, love Rogers and you know what he did for the team, and you know we wouldn't be where we were without him. But um, I want to kind of defend that uh, woman reporter there from the other day, that Diana Rossini. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what you always said is you got to listen to what he says and listen to what he not doesn't say. Right. And um, so um, when they were talking about the COVID and the vaccines, what did he he had said? What? I'm immunized. Immunized. Yes. Okay. And then they talked about the thumb, and he said what? Uh, it's hurt. Hurt. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So now the woman reporter, she said that he had a list of um, names, but then when you listen to Rogers on the McAvee, he said he did not have a paper list of the names. Correct. So, so that's where she never said anything about a paper, but Rogers does say something with the paper. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where it throws them throws it off against each other so i want to defend right. that woman a little bit that um wasn't all on her well put it this way if he didn't give them at least a wink and a nod hint hint then why would they be talking to Cobb or mercedes lewis or alan lazard or any of these guys because their their receiving core is not a bad receiving core so right. if, if they if, if he didn't suggest it then you know granted he might not have written it down and said here you go go talk to these guys but he, you know, they were making notes. He sat there and dictated to them, and they said, "Okay, you know, what can we get you that's going to make you more comfortable here?" And he said, "Well, these are the guys. These are the guys I'd like to bring with me." And I'm, I'm sure that's the way it went down. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. But you know, they're kind of coming down on that woman. But um, she just said he had a list, but he said it was not a paper right. list. Oh yeah, yeah. He takes offense to anything that is not completely perfect in his world. But the list is the list. I mean, he and he's he stated it on McAfee uh, that there's guys that he'd like to play with, guys he'd like to retire with, guys that he feels that are good locker room guys. It's a suggestion, and I'm sure that the Jets, you know, was it a dictation from him that this is what they have to do? No, but he he would like his guys with him. I mean, but he takes offense to anybody even suggesting that he's suggesting that. And it's like, dude, you've stated it out loud. It's like, you know, go back to, I can't believe they were shopping me around. Well, a month prior to that, you're talking about the Packers talking to people. So how were you shocked? You know? And, and again, I go back to that interview where he didn't get questioned about, did the Packers call you? How many times did they call you? How many times did you respond to them? How many times did you actually talk to them? Did you tell them you were 90% with your one foot out the door? You know, did you tell them you were going to retire? So why would they not either shop you or try to find somebody else? What You know, all these, none of this stuff was asked. Because if it was asked and he was pinned down, he takes offense to it, and he would not do the McAfee show anymore. He keeps talking about this peace and love and beautiful, and it's all crap. It's all crap. I have seen him cut guys off 
and you will never talk to me again if he doesn't agree with what you say. So this peace and love and inner beauty and all that, it's all crap. It's its a big freaking lie. It's just what it is. 877-867. Appreciate the phone call. 877-867-1670. By the way, I think I said that today was the finals. I think tomorrow is actually the finals. Just an FYI. I think the semis are today. And uh, the uh, the championship games are tomorrow in the uh, high school uh, basketball tournament. So I wanted to get that clear. I had a few people over on the uh, the live stream say that, and I was like, oh, you know, I believe you're right. So I went and checked, and sure enough, you are correct. So Bill, thank I, you for correcting me. Yes. I, I will defend Aaron when it comes to all of this in, in one case, and Ben Solak in The Ringer points this out in the article. A lot of the blowback on every story we hear, like the hand signal thing, wasn't right. a big deal. It was very interesting. And he thought it was just ripping him to shreds. Later in the season, we literally see failures because of said hand signals that were missed. So, right. Like the, the article had basis. But when it comes to the aggregation of news, right, Deanna Rossini said that he had a list of players that he would like to see added to the Jets. The issue in sports media in general is people will spin that and then write another article and say Deanna Rossini reports that Rodgers is demanding the Jets bring players in. Right. Which I do agree with him that it kind of takes on a life of its own. Sure. But it's unstoppable. But that doesn't really defend the let me blow back and control the narrative and not deny it, but say it in different words so it sounds better. Right. Well, that's exactly right. It's always softening the blow of what's actually intended. And I completely, and look, I, I, I agree that, you know, by the time, you know, like the whole thing with, which really kind of blew me away, but remember, now, Ben, were you with me when I'd gone on the air on that uh, two years ago, three years ago, when we went on the air and said that uh, Aaron Rodgers is not happy and does not want to come back to the Green Bay Packers and would accept a trade to the San Francisco 49ers? No, that was April. That was draft okay. season, and I started right. like mid-May. It was it was draft day, uh, and, and Paul Allen is the one that had it. I'm the one that then c- kind of took it and ran with it and because I trusted Paul, and sure enough, everything was true. We don't get mentioned in that article at all. That was all Adam Schefter, if you read that article. That was the only thing I took offense to. I'm like, did anybody even remember that? You know, God, did we get beat up for that. I mean, at least if you're going to get pounded for a story, all we did was take the brunt of the anger, and then they give Adam Schefter the the, the, the correct, you know, hey, he tweeted this out, here you go. And then Rogers denied it, only to have Shanahan confirm it, which which I thought was so damn funny. Which, you know, again, it was trying to control the narrative to say, no, no, I, I was upset with the team and I didn't want this and I didn't want it that. Only to have then Shanahan go, oh, yeah, we called. He was on board. <laughs> you know, we heard, but we couldn't talk to him because he wasn't under contract. But they heard. We heard he was open to it. <laughs> it's like, you know, come on, man. Holy mackerel. That's kind of what I come back to, though. And so much has happened, and I'm sure more behind the scenes that we don't know. But why are we in the position we are today? It's because three um, years ago, Rodgers tried to get traded. And that's what started everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Before that, much. he was unhappy. He, 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 he tried was at least unhappy. Right. He was unhappy. Um, and and even, if, even if he didn't try to get traded, at least he was open to the idea of being traded. Sure. Yeah. Which, which came as a shock to everyone at the time. Now, I know people say that, you know, are you uh, giving him like a character assassination by saying he's lying? Um, you know, that's like saying, uh, looking at your wife and saying, are you sleeping with Ted? And she says, of course not today. <laughs> okay. 
you're not at the moment, but you know, come on. It, it's it was like the the whole vaccination. Are you vaccinated? Yeah, I'm immunized. Your first word was yeah. I'm immunized. You lead people down a path, and then you go, well, technically, I didn't tell you anything. Okay, if that's the game you want to play. So then don't get upset when people ask you follow-up questions, and you say, as I said. And he seems to get frustrated with that because he doesn't like to be pinned down and pinned into a corner. So, you know, I think, again, it's a really, really good look at kind of the psyche, um, the... You know, because he clearly does not like, um, you know, the way things are now, front office-wise. He talks about his fondness in, in the article uh, as he uh, kind of waxes nostalgic about Bob Harlan. Everybody loved Bob Harlan because Bob stayed out of the way. Bob was – but but then again, he had a problem with Ted Thompson by the end. He had a problem with Ted, even though Ted's the guy that drafted him. Ted wasn't getting him enough players. He wasn't happy with the way guys were released. He wasn't happy with the way things were run. But Bob was the one that hired Ted, and Bob got out of the way. And Mark Murphy got out of the way because he took the advice of Bob Harlan. And yet the fondness for Bob, but not for Mark. Mark's the, the guy making all the money. Mark's the guy that's building, uh, you know, this massive structure for underground indoor player parking because Rogers wanted underground indoor player parking. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, you know, Mark's also the one that said $150 million, I don't like it, but, yeah, go ahead and do it. Gave him everything he wanted. But it's when he gets called on the carpet for being a complicated fella, he doesn't like it. He doesn't like he doesn't like to be characterized. He wants to control that narrative. And that's what this basic that's what this article is all about. And they say in some way Roger's approach is understandable, it's familiar, it's human. You think about all the great people that uh, you know you work with in your career, quality friends who are capable and talented. Uh, Rogers, uh, instinct for brazen patronage. Um, but that's what it is. Brazen patronage. Rogers tries to conceal it. And when you strip away the rhetoric and the barbs, much of Rogers drama is again, human. He likes being the center of attention. He doesn't want to be seen as somebody who likes being the center of attention though. He likes to say, no, that's not me, but yet it's all him. And if he thinks that he is it just, you know, more to say, he could fix some uh, other problems that he sees around him and everybody be a lot happier. Rogers has so many opinions, ones that he described about medical science, media coverage, everything that you just you, you don't share necessarily the in-depth with everybody, but you lead them down a path to believe, you know. Um, but it, it, the article is instead of doing all these things, Rogers tries to identify and magnify every last failure in Packers leadership and NFL media. Rogers blames Mark Murphy for not being Ted Thompson. He blames Father Time for taking the prime of Jordy and Randall Cobb away from him. And all above else, blames the media for otherwise incomprehensible facts that nobody can see how singularly persecuted he actually is. He spoils for a fight so relentlessly that he often ends up conjuring his own demons in the battle. And the noble warrior of a tragic narrative that he's authored himself, that he is always the victim which that was completely evident in what he said on McAfee this past week, that he is always the victim. It's never his fault. It's never his complication. He is always here to clarify. He is always here to basically let you into the window that he wants to show you, but it's never truly what's behind the curtain. It's always look at the wizard. Don't look at the person behind the curtain. 
and I will tell you what the wizard is. And that's kind of it. And it, it's a great, great look at kind of the inner workings of how this is all. And, and again, the organization's not absolved of fault. They've had their own issues. You know, the media is not absolved of fault. We've had our issues. There's no doubt about that. Things get blown out of proportion and discussed. And that's why on this show, we try to keep it as real as possible, or at least opinionated based on, you know, the hypothesis of fact. But it it, it is, I'll tell you this, um, when Mark Murphy God love him when he said he's a complicated fella. I tell you what, you couldn't have taken a sledgehammer and hit the nail on the head any firmer, any more direct, and any harder than he did that particular day. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show continues on if you're looking for something good to do today maybe to catch the games as well they have got uh, the corned beef and all that kind of good stuff going on over at curly's waterfront pub and grill right there on pewaukee lake but also the screens are on and anybody who's anybody's over there watching a lot of the games and march madness and all that kind of good stuff so uh if you're looking for a place to go you're out in lake country you're out there cruising around Stop in over at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. I'm sure they've got uh, some kind of giveaway going on over there as well. And uh, congratulate Ryan, who has uh, finally become the kind of the official owner now. Uh, he has uh, he has bought it. He's been running it for years and years, but uh, finally the official owner now of uh, Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill as well. So kudos to him, and uh, thanks to them for being a part of the program. So the the, the last two paragraphs of that article are basically it said uh, instead of doing the doing these Rogers tries to identify and magnify every last failure in Packers leadership and NFL media he blames Mark Murphy for not being Ted Thompson blames Father Time for taking you know the prime of Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb away from him and above all else blames the media for otherwise incomprehensible facts that nobody can see how singularly persecuted he is. Rogers spoils for a fight so relentlessly that he often ends up conjuring his own demons to the battle, battle, the noble warrior of the tragic narrative that he authored himself. Murphy once shared the analysis of Rogers that he often heard many times from Thompson, with whom Rogers really, really liked. Obviously, Ted Thompson picked him, said that Thompson called Rogers a, quote, complicated fella. And out of Murphy's mouth, it feels a little uh, pejorative. In other words, it feels like an insult coming out of Mark Murphy's mouth, but Ted, it was a compliment. But in this moment, it encapsulates where we've landed nicely. This is a complicated man and a complicated situation. Thank goodness it's finally reaching a conclusion. We're going to talk with Bill Huber, Sports Illustrated, covering the Green Bay Packers. We're going to talk with him coming up next. One hour down, three to go. Happy St. Patrick's Day in March. Madness is in full swing. Oh, and it's a Friday. Come on. A lot more coming up right after this.